Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of College Kid Talking College Sports. I am your host, Korea Pounds, and oh boy, (laughs) I know I was going to say that I was going to be releasing an episode by Wednesday, but this has been one of the craziest weeks for college sports I have ever seen in my life. And I've been on this earth for 21 years, and throughout those years that I've been into sports, this has to be one of the craziest weeks I've ever seen. So, um, for those who have basically been living under a rock this past week, um, or are not into sports, or college football specifically, college football is pretty much done. I mean, there are still some conferences that are still trying to, but... In the mean scope of it, college football is done. Big news, pretty much, uh, coming out on Sunday, excuse me, Sunday, um, I was up in Leavenworth, Washington, with my friends, and I was going back um, to Pullman, where I go to school, and I'm in Pullman right now, as I'm doing this podcast. I was going back to Pullman, and I was reading a report from Sports Center. Um, or no, the ESPN mobile app. Yeah, that's what it was. And they were talking about how the Power 5 conference commissioners were having a meeting and they were scrambling. And I was reading that and I was like, didn't they just release the schedules for all college football in the fall? So why are they scrambling? I was very confused. I was confused. I was scared. I was like, oh God, like this is the only reason why I came here was to try and work in Pullman and call the games for the Cougars and also work with the newspaper, you know, writing for the sports section. That was Sunday, okay? As I'm recording this, it's Friday, okay? So, Monday comes and another report comes out that the Big Ten is expected to cancel their fall football season. And at this point, I'm panicking. At this point, I'm literally panicking. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Why is the season going to be canceled? And I didn't know. I didn't know that this meeting was to cancel. I mean, I kind of did know, but I didn't know they were actually going to go through with it. And I was scared. I was scared because I came all this way just to work. And now that can go up in the air. And then the little sub thing with the Big Ten was the Pac-12. And that got me really nervous. Because I was like, well, the Pac-12, that's that's where WSU's in. If there's no football season, then I have no job, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, essentially, at this point. And I was I was just panicking all Monday. Literally, you should have seen me at my apartment. I was like, am I gonna am I gonna have to go back? What am I gonna have to do? Am I gonna have to go get a job here? Am I gonna go back home to get like you should have seen me. On Monday, I was a complete mess. I was scrambling, not knowing what I was going to do at all. And I was just... I mean, this comes off the back of the MAC, which is the Mid-Atlantic Conference, or Mid-American. I'm pretty sure it's Mid-Atlantic. I I forgot. I know, it's one of those two. They postponed football, and they were the first pretty much FBS conference to do that. And they postponed it last Saturday, so almost a week ago. And 
I was like, okay, you know, it's not really like a Power 5, but I mean, it's still like a FBS, which is huge. I mean, this was the first FBS, so I was like, you know, it, it's, it's okay. I mean, I, I can last. And then this week happens. <laughs> oh boy, this week happens. So, then Tuesday arrives. Tuesday comes, and that pretty much was the end of me. Um, Tuesday, I wake up to the Big Ten trending on Twitter, and I'm thinking, oh god, they probably have canceled the season, and to my surprise, well not to my surprise, but to my demise, I should say, they did. And I was like, well, we all knew this was going to happen. We all knew that this was going to happen. I was scared for it, but with what is happening in the country right now, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry um, for all the people that were expecting to hear water polo this week. This, this week has been so crazy. Like, I had to move it back. I'm, I'm moving that back into next week. It's just, I mean, you, you saw this week. This week was absolutely mad. This week was, the, this week was the craziest week I've ever seen. But anyways, back to Tuesday. So I'm just seeing all these reports about the Pac-12 pretty much doing the same thing as well, canceling their season. And I was just, I, that just, I was just, oh, God. Like, you know, it's, it just hurts. It hurts because... I was so excited for this season too, like not even just, not even just as like a fan, like not even just being a fan of college football, just being able to call the games. You know how exciting that is? Do you know how, that is so exciting. And now for that to be stripped away because of this, oh God, I don't even want to get into, I've talked about it for all the past episodes, I don't even talk about it anymore, but because of what's going on. But I do get it. I do get it. Player safety does matter. I'm going to talk about that a little later, but player safety is very important. I agree with um, these coaches and these um, student-athletes and all of them trying to be safe but also wanting to play. And that's what I'm going to get into as well, kind of like the disconnect between the players and pretty much people of upper staff, I should say. So, yeah, Tuesday comes, and then... All of that just goes away. Big Ten's gone. Pac-12's gone. And then another note about the Pac-12, they just said all fall sports are gone. So now I don't have anything to fall back on for the semester. And then they even added that there's no basketball until 2021, January 1st. So literally, in the Pac-12, there are no more sports until 2021. We're in August. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Why? I mean, I get it. I under I completely understand. I agree with the player safety 100,000 100,000%. But the Pac-12 really should have handled this better. I mean, if you're looking at it from like just a just a fan standpoint, you see how badly the Pac-12 really handled this situation because you have multiple and I mean, I mean multiple, multiple people from like different sports in the Pac-12 are calling out Larry Scott. Oh, oh, good God. Larry Scott. This man, this man's been called out a lot recently and it's, he's not going away. I mean, it's, it's a shame that this is going to have to happen, but there was literally no plan. Like 
there was no constructive plan to try and conduct a season with everything going on. So Larry Scott just essentially pushed the panic button and said, you know what? We're just going to cancel all fall sports until 2021. No, just cancel all sports, excuse me. And I just, uh, you know, you could have developed a plan or developed some kind of blueprint to try and test whether or not it's going to work. For example, for college football, just, just, I mean, the SEC and Big 12 and ACC, they're still trying to go. They're still trying to have a season. And it looks like they actually may. Because their commissioners are actually doing a good job in handling the situation. Unlike the Pac-12. The Big Ten, on the other hand, the Big Ten, I mean, it's no disrespect to the Big Ten. Because, I mean, they're one of the best conferences for football. I mean, you have what, like Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, um, Penn State, like, all those, all those good schools. But... It just, like, they should have handled that situation better. I mean, the Pac-12 just handled it the worst. It was it was the worst way I've ever seen. The amount of backlash from the Pac-12 I've seen to Larry Scott is ridiculous. And I'm not saying that because I'm in the Pac-12. I'm saying it because I've seen it all over Twitter. It's so bad. It is so bad. So, Larry Scott, I'm sorry, but you did a horrible job. If you're listening, I mean, I'm probably sure I'm pretty sure he's not going to listen to this. But if he is, you did a horrible job of handling the situation, and because of it, you are facing a lot of backlash, which you should. Period. I'm saying that with authority because it's true. You see what happened. All these players wanted to play. There is a unity group. Throughout all of the Power 5 conferences. And most of them wanted to play. Now, it's a shame that j- people like Justin Fields, you know, in their last year of eligibility, like Travis Etienne, I mean, he's probably going to be playing. But, like, people in, like, the Big Ten and Pac-12 who are in their last year of eligibility can't play anymore because of the season. Now, Mark Emmert, he needs to extend this year last year of eligibility to these fall sports players as well because if he doesn't i would be i would be irate and i'm serious like you're just gonna strip these people's last seasons because of something you failed to you you did i'm not saying you did this but i'm saying you failed to make a plan to ensure that fall sports were going to happen and because of this they are now ineligible well to have another year if they're a senior or in their last year of eligibility. So I have, I must say from a standpoint of just someone who is in college and sees the dynamic of college sports at this college, Mark Emmert and you guys have done the worst job of handling this. It's, it's, it's pitiful. It really is. And it's a shame that the students who go here, are the I'm not trying to say like the guinea pigs but they are the current people who are at not at fault but who have to who have to take the blame in a sense just the people like all the all these five-star recruits going to all these schools so hopeful for a season and then this bombshell drops and then 
they're trying to blame it on us saying that we're not following protocol when in reality the plans are not even out there so what the what is he talking about what the fuck is he talking about sorry for my french but it's it's just it's it is such a shame this has been the most ridiculous week i've ever seen the most ridiculous it's a shame it really i mean yes they don't want to rush into fall sports i get that you don't want to force fall sports onto these students who are not either, you know, willing or scared that they may, um, you know, test positive if they do come in contact with someone. And for some of these people who have like, there's this weird heart condition that I was reading about. And it's very, very interesting i forgot what it's called it's on espn somewhere but a lot of college athletes have this specific heart disease or like an illness that could cause them literal death so from that standpoint i completely understand as to why saying no sports is obviously the right decision but for the people who don't have that there's the option of opting out like a lot of people like WC wide receiver Cassidy Woods. He opted out of the season before the cancellation of the season. And I thought that was very smart. Because he is looking out for himself, which he is 100% should. And the fact that these commissioners and the presidents aren't really looking out for the students is such a shame. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, I don't even know what to say at this point. It's, uh, I, uh, I mean, what, what, what is there to say? What is there to say? What am I supposed to say? So, no, no college sports for the Pac-12 right now, as I'm saying. For the Pac-12 in specific. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's, of course, the rumors that the Big Ten, no, not the Big Ten, the Big 12 has already released their schedule. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. The Big 12 has already released their schedule. The SEC is trying to get contracts for TV and setting up opponents and still stuff like that. The ACC is still on the fence. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but... From from the standpoint of things, it really looks like only a few conferences are going to have some football. Or any sports in general. But you know, we're going to see. We will see. Also, it's not even just these conferences. You have the Mountain West. They suspended. They were they suspended before the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Yeah, that, that was Monday. Then the Mountain, I mean, the Mountain West, they have some good teams. I mean, you have like Boise State, you have Hawaii, you have, well, else in that? San Diego State, Colorado State. You have some good teams in that conference. So they suspended. That was Monday. And then every, everything happened on Tuesday. So what does this mean for college football? Now, what is happening is that these. Pretty much, like, the athletic directors and people who are, you know, on the campus and students and coaches, they want a spring season. 
And to be honest with you, I don't know if that's really a safe route. Because think about it. You have suspended the season in the fall. No season in the fall. You have to come back in the spring. Pretty much play a whole season, including the playoffs. Get ready for the draft, if they're going to the draft. Or, in the offseason, for these people who are returning to school, play in the offseason and then get ready for the fall of next year. Reese Davis was talking about this in an interview on ESPN, and I 100% agree with him. He was talking about player safety here. And the player safety is really out the window when you really think about it. For these athletes who are playing in the spring in the spring semester or spring football, because they have to, I mean, and you think football, concussions, CTE, all of that, and they have to do that twice in one year. That I I I can't I can't agree with that. I cannot agree with that. I really, I mean, I love football, but they're still human at the end of the day. They have lives they have to live. They got to go to work. They got to eat lunch. They got to get a job. They got to go back home to their family at the end of the day. Like we do. And if you're telling me that you would send your son twice. Not only because of what is going on in our world with coronavirus. But also on a football field where you could get injured at any moment. Twice in one year. I'm, I can't. I, I, I just can't agree with that. I, I mean. There's a line between being safe and being sorry. And right now, they are really teetering on that being sorry. College football is a fall sport. A fall sport strictly. Now, if it can happen in the, the spring, I mean, what? Just have, like, college, like, just just do what you do. Just make make... Pretend like this year just did not even happen. That's what all the people are doing. Just pretend like this year didn't even happen. And then go into next year, next fall, as in fall of 2021, and start fresh from there. It's it's just, it's ridiculous how people are really trying to push the narrative that fall sports are should just be moved to spring. And then just think about it from like a rating standpoint. If you're starting college basketball at the same time you're starting college football, I mean, what, what I mean, I mean, what what is this? I mean, that's that is cause that's that is probable cause for something just to go wrong right there. I I already know something would go wrong. Like having March Madness coinciding around the same time as what the national championship. That that's probable cause for something. So. I, I, I just, I just don't know. I, I, I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know who would support at this point. But I know for a fact that if you support spring sports, I, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. Just, just think if, if you were on that field twice, if you were on that field and you had it and your coach told you, oh yeah, we're doing it twice in one year. The injuries that you could sustain could last you not only for this season, but obviously for the next season. I mean, what? That's two seasons. That's your junior and senior year. You're done. 
it's a shame. And then with everything going on, it's a shame. It really is. Now, we'll obviously have, obviously, you know, with Donald Trump, you know, he's, um, he wants college football in the fall, and I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, I mean, good luck. I know that, I mean, you can try, but I'm pretty sure it's not even going to happen. And I remember Tuesday, the ACC and SEC said that their plans are going to be unchanged. The ACC, obviously, 10 game, no, not 10, 11 game, one non-conference, 10 conference regular season. And then the SEC has a 10 game conference only schedule. And those are still, apparently still on the go for the fall. And I mean, am I the biggest supporter of that? Not really. But is something better than nothing? You could say that. Yeah, it was reported from ESPN that the ACC and SEC have not altered their plans to play a fall season despite what happened with the Big Ten and Pac-12 on Tuesday. They're going to be making decisions um, medical, um, with their medical advisory groups to try and see if they can have a season and play and be safe. Sankey, who is the SEC commissioner, said, and I quote, I look forward to learning more about the factors that led to the Big Ten and Pac-12 leadership to take these actions today. I remain comfortable with the thorough and deliberate approach that the SEC and our 14 members are taking to support a healthy environment for our student athletes. We will continue to further refine our policies and protocols for a safe return to sports as we monitor developments around COVID-19 in a continued effort to support, educate, and care for our student athletes every day. Oh God, I wish my commissioner was good as that. <laughs> I wish that Larry Scott was as good as this. Having a plan, a thorough plan to make sure that sports are safe, the students are safe, and everything will be okay. Don't you wish that we had that too? For any of my Pac-12 fans out there, <laughs> don't you wish that too? I mean, come on, let's be real here. This has been the wildest week for college football. And at this rate, it's going to get even wilder. Especially for when college basketball comes. I mean, oh. I mean, oh, dear Lord, have mercy. Just think of all that is to come when college basketball comes. Oh, boy. Okay. So, what, what is, what is, what is going to happen with college football? Pretty much nobody knows. I mean, Larry Scott... He wants to have a spring season, but if there's no safe way, then they won't have it. And that's the one thing I can finally agree with him on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have finally found out that Larry Scott actually has common sense sometimes. If there's, if there, there's pretty much no safe way. I mean, I told you what Reese David said, and I 100% agree with it. There is no safe way to have a college season in the spring if there's everything going on right now 
that's on your mind. And also, I'm just throwing that out there, two seasons in one year. Two full seasons in the same year. I, I highly doubt that. I, I, highly, I highly doubt that'll work. In fact, that's not going to work. So, I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I mean, what, 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 what am I supposed to say? I mean, you have these packed old players who are not even, who are definitely, definitely upset with Scott. They're saying the Pac-12 was woefully unprepared, like I said. They feel like they're not taken seriously, like I said. And they, and they want to keep their years of eligibility, which I said. So, Larry Scott, you're on the chopping block right now. You are doing an absolutely horrible job with this conference. Look at what Greg Zanke is doing. He has outlined a whole scenario to do if the college, if the if sports in the fall cannot happen, and if it does happen, how we can keep it safe, how we can keep the students safe, how can he, how can we keep the coaches safe, how can we keep everybody safe? That is your goal. Obviously, he doesn't know what that is. Anyways, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. I'm I'm gonna. You know, we're just going to move on from this because I could talk about this for week. I mean, I could talk about this for weeks. We have uh, Ryan Day. Uh, Ryan Day is the Ohio State football coach. Uh, since, you know, Ohio State in the Big Ten canceled the season, he really, really, really wants a season, like really bad. He's one of the few coaches in the Big Ten that is really pursuing a college football season either in the fall or or in the spring, despite of what happened with the Big Ten on Tuesday. He said that he wants to start the season in early January, pretty much before the ending before the NFL draft, which I think is still rushed. And then in that, it would be an 8-9 to nine game regular season that could include the postseason. Now, I, I really don't think that's going to work. Like, be real. I uh, be, just be, I mean, that's so rushed in between the seasons. The amount of pressure would be so high for like these athletes to, you know, get on the field, get off the field, train, and then have to train for the draft, go to the combine. Like they, they should honestly just cancel the season. I mean, you have, I mean, before they even canceled, you had a bajillion of star athletes opting out. And I agree with them. I think they have the right to opt out, obviously. But, I mean, just just, just think. If there was a season, then who, who, who would be playing each other? I mean, you only have three conferences that are pretty much playing right now. Are they just going to be playing? Like, obviously, they're going to go conference only, but... How would the how would the college football playoff work? How would bowls work? Just just think. I, I, I mean, I made a personal prediction back on Tuesday that everything was gonna get canceled by pretty much the end of the week, which so I still have two days. <laughs> I still have two days. So if you're listening to this before Sunday, the 16th, I I was right. I mean, I still have two days. But if you're listening after and nothing has happened, then well, you know, you got me there. But um, I mean. I really don't think a, a, a not a, a spring season should be an idea because it's so rushed, and 
that could lead to some bigger injuries for these football stars that could cause them long-term injuries in the NFL and stuff like that. It, it's just too rushed. It's too rushed. And I've already talked about the leadership. It's it's so bad. The, uh, it's It's so bad. I mean, you have all these commissioners and the presidents and VPs who don't even know like really what the college like what the athletes are really doing out there and they're really just focused on I mean if if you if you want me to expose them right now I will you know I'm gonna do it do y'all know why they really canceled the season because of the amount of money that they're going to lose spoiler alert yeah they're all about the money that's all they care about the only, I mean, just think about it. Do you know how much money they already lost with March Madness? Mark Emmert may, lost so much money because do you know how much they make on like revenues and stuff like that? Just think. They make so much money on just, you know, revenue, ads, you know, seats, all that gone. They've lost so much money. They didn't want to cancel the season, but because it's, their fault they didn't take a good plan they had to cancel the season so this whole circle revolves around the leaders of college sports sorry i mean it's true <laughs> just 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 think about it what do these commissioners and what do these people of higher official really care about money they all that's all they care about that's that's literally all they care about all they care about is money and if they keep losing it i mean i mean what's next what's next and then i mean emmert came out with something yesterday talking about there's no there's no ncaa championships in the fall because there's no sports obviously dumb i mean <laughs> if there's no sports how the hell are you gonna have championships like what is this guy smoking? Honestly, like, that's what I want. What is this guy smoking? This man is so ridiculous. Like, he's, he, I, man, I should really have just have a podcast episode on just how much I hate Mark Emmert. <laughs> I, I really should. Like, one day I'm just, you know what? I'm going to do that in the future. Future episode. <laughs> uh, but not, not this one, not this one, not, not, not yet per se, but it will be in the works. And then, um, the big question is how this will affect the NFL. Like, no college football. How is this going to affect the NFL? Like, if they do have the spring season, could the date be moved? Like, what's going to happen? There was an article written, I think, yesterday by Dan Griziano and Jerry Fowler. Jeremy Fowler, excuse me, of ESPN. And this is actually really interesting to read. I suggest everybody read this who's interested in college football and the NFL, actually. Yeah, for all my NFL fans, I suggest you read this because this is good. Like, for, for the first one, the first headline is, what's the NFL's plan if college football is completely canceled and or pushed to the spring? I mean, the NFL was talking about having games on Fridays and Saturdays because, you know, that's where college primetime would be. But obviously, since there's no fall season, I mean, you can, excuse me, you can, you can, expand the games and make it like a whole weekend thing like thursday through sunday literally instead of just thursday sunday and monday like there's talks of that but the nfl schedule will obviously be 
coming into play as well because if you push to college football to the spring, I mean, that's going to feel so rushed because, I mean, think about I mean, I already talked about earlier, like having like an eight to nine game schedule, like that's nine weeks of college football. And then you have to get ready for if there's a postseason, have the postseason. If you got to get ready for the draft combine, like that will feel so rushed. You have to push stuff back. Like it just think about it. Like there's uh, like, I mean, it's it just doesn't seem like something that can be done. It really does not. I really don't think that this can be done. There's the video about Reese Davis as well in this article. I really suggest everybody watch that video. That video really clears up as to why the spring why the spring football season should not happen. He explains it in such a great way. And the way he articulates it is so powerful. And I suggest everybody watch that. I suggest every single person watch that. And so, uh, if it might, pretty much to, to wrap this little thing up, college football in the spring, I, 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 just, I just really don't think it's going to happen. I, I really don't think, and I hope it doesn't happen. Because if it does happen, then I'm going to be more pissed off. I would be more pissed off that it does happen rather than it doesn't happen. That's how that's how mad I am about this. Just because you have to think of player safety first. And if you're really not doing that, then why are you having college football in the first place? That exactly. That's that's pretty much what it is. Oh, and also um um, um more reports um coming out about college football's college football conferences delaying football. Uh you have the Big Sky which is home to Eastern Washington, uh, Idaho, um, you know, pretty much like the northern states like Montana, Idaho, Washington. There's some pretty much West Coast. They canceled the WAC. Uh, that's home to like, I think, Seattle U, um, UCSB and all that stuff. They canceled. And then the West Coast Conference, I don't know what it is for football, but I think it's like University of San Diego and like Gonzaga. Like that's for basketball, but I don't know what it is for football. They have also postponed to the spring. So some more just moving to the spring. And I mean that that's an if. That's if they're if they're going to have the spring. We'll see. But speaking of a conference that is planning to happen in the fall, the Big 12. Now, after all of this mess, the Big 12 on Tuesday, they said that they're planning to have a season in 2020. The conference is planning to play the season after the Pac-12 and the Big 12 canceled. And then they, they said that they'll release the schedule in the near future. Well, the near future was the next day. <laughs> because Wednesday morning, they released their new schedule. And we're going to go in and see. Because I think it's a week by week as well. And um, we're going to go in and see. I mean, if they have the season, who each team is playing. Now, Big 12, obviously, you have your Oklahoma, Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, um, TCU, um, who else is in that? Oak, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I already said Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. You have K State. Uh, pretty much like your Midwest country states. I almost said countries. Oh, good lord, where am I? <laughs> your Midwest states that are in the South as well. So, uh, let's go see who is playing who. I remember seeing a little bit that Oklahoma, Texas. I think that's like October, and I think that's going to be in Dallas for the Cotton Bowl. Um, so you know what? We're going to see. Let's see here. All right, let me just open up the schedule real quick here. Um, sorry, I have, to, I have to go find it again real quick. But I'm pretty sure um, 
it's, I think, 10 games or 9 games. And I know each team has, a, I think, 1 to 2 buys. Um, yeah, here it is. Okay, so we're going to start off with Oklahoma. They are the defending champions. They have won this conference many times in recent years. They are pretty much, I think, right now, one of the favorites to win this again. And, I mean, I mean, they're looking pretty good as well. I mean, I mean, come on. Let's be real here. They're, they're a dominant team. Um, Oklahoma. So, first week, they play Kansas State. Then they play Iowa State. Then they play Texas at the Cotton Bowl. Then they have their bye. Then they play TCU. Oh, oh, I forgot. I'm I'm sorry. I forgot to announce road road and home games. So, let me do that. <laughs> Oklahoma is starting at home against Kansas State. Then they go on the road to play Iowa State, and then it's a home game against Texas, even though it's in Dallas, but still whatever. Then then they have the bye, and then they go to TCU. Then they go to Texas Tech. And then they host Kansas, second by, and then they pull, host Oklahoma State. That's going to be a big game. And then they travel to West Virginia, and then they host Baylor. Honestly, I mean, I can see them losing one or two games this year. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, Texas, I mean, I mean, is Texas back? We're going to see. <laughs> I mean, if we will see. And then OK State, they're supposed to be good on the map this year. They have a good program over there. Uh, Mike Bundy. Um, He's doing a good job over there. Um, so, with that being said, I think Oklahoma State could go, um, honestly, in this nine-game schedule, they can go 8-1, maybe 7-2. and two. I, It's just, I mean, Texas, that, I mean, if Texas somehow just comes back out of nowhere, I mean, they had an okay season last year. I mean, they started off hot, but then they just fell off because, Tough, tough games and tough schedule, but I could see him losing to OK State, you know, in that big game at home. I mean, it's gonna be close, but I think, I think, I, I really think they'll go eight and one, potentially seven, eight and one, maybe, maybe nine and zero, oh, but eight and one at the at the at the at the least, excuse me. And then we have TCU, TCU, um, Texas Christian University. Um, pretty much in recent years, their program's been up and down. They've kind of been in the middle for a while, the past few years, about six and six, five and seven. Um, everyone remembers the good old Andy Dalton and AJ Green days, <laughs> uh, back in like the early 2010s, like 09, 08 and all that stuff. But ever since then, their program's pretty much been, you know, not like great, kind of just mediocre. And so this year, uh, they start out at home against Iowa State and then they travel to Texas and then they host K-State, and then they have their bye, and then they host Oklahoma, travel to Baylor, host Texas Tech, then host West Virginia, and then they travel to West Virginia, then their second bye, and then they travel to Kansas, and then they host Oklahoma State. You know, I think they're going to go maybe four and five. I just, I mean, I don't know how good of recruiting this team has been doing this past year, but... I mean, this season, this schedule's pretty hard. I mean, I mean you got to play Oklahoma and Oklahoma State at home, and that's hard. Excuse me. And then you also, I mean, 
I mean, you got to play Baylor. I mean, they came out of the woodworks last year under Matt Rule. You got to play them on the road. I mean, I don't know how good West Virginia is going to be. I mean, Iowa State is always a challenge. They're always like in the bottom of the top 25 or around that area. So they're a top 25 team. And then you got Texas, who is back, question mark. So, I mean, I can see them beating probably like, you know, maybe West Virginia and uh, Kansas. I mean, this conference last year was a complete clusterfuck. Like a literal clusterfuck. Like you had... The worst teams almost beating, like, the best teams in the conference. I mean, I don't. I, does that show you, like, does that show how good the conference is or how bad the conference is? That's for you to say. <laughs> That's for you to decide. For me, that kind of shows how bad the conference is. I mean, if you have, like, these one in, like, eight teams in the conference almost beating you, that that's pretty sad. I mean... There's there's no excuses for that. But anyways, I think they're gonna go four and five. You know, maybe five and four in that range. Uh, Oklahoma State, this team's gonna be dirty this year. Um, they're projected to be pretty much like the second team, the second best team in this conference. Maybe Texas as well. That's gonna be pretty good. But this team is going to be so dirty this year, so dirty. So they start out at home against West Virginia, and then they travel to Kansas. Then they have their first bye. Then they travel to Baylor host Iowa State and Texas, then they travel to K-State, then they have their second bye, and then they travel to Oklahoma, host Texas Tech, and then travel to TCU. Woo, that is actually, that's actually not that easy. I mean, yes, you're playing Texas at home, but, I mean, you also got to play Oklahoma on the road, you got to play Baylor on the road. I don't know how good their program is going to be this year. I mean, you're playing some tough teams on the road. I mean, K-State is no walk in the park. I mean, we saw what happened with Oklahoma last year with Texas. No, not with Texas. With Kansas Kansas State, that game was absolutely insane. But I think Oklahoma has a good chance of going like 7-3 or 8-2. 7-3, um, actually, no, I, I think 8-2. I think they lose to Oklahoma, maybe, and then probably either Iowa State or Texas in those back-to-back home games because that's hard I mean you got to play <laughs> Baylor Iowa State Texas and K-State back to back to back to back that's not easy so I think they're gonna go seven and th- seven and three actually no I think eight and two just saw sol- just just a solid eight and two okay next team we're looking at here is Kansas State uh k-state um last year i think they went like seven and five made a bowl game they they almost upset oklahoma at home that was a pretty impressive game or they did you know i don't remember did they no no i don't remember okay anyway so kansas state they start out at oklahoma then they host texas tech then they travel to tcu they have the first buy then they host kansas they travel to west virginia then they host ok state then the second buy and then they travel to Iowa State. Excuse me. I keep I keep getting that confused. They travel to Iowa State, travel to Baylor, and then they host Texas. I think this team is another five and four team, potentially six and three. Um, I mean, and what? Wait, why did I say seven and two? I meant, I meant, I meant, I meant. Okay, sorry. For Oklahoma State, I meant to say seven and two, eight and one in that range, but. For K State, I really think they're about mm, six and three. I mean, I mean, I don't think they're gonna beat Oklahoma. 
OK State is going to be hard, and then I think they're going to lose to Texas. Yeah, I think they're going to go six and three. That's that's a pretty good year for them. Six and three. Yeah, I think I think they're going to six and three. All right, we're going to go to Baylor next. Baylor. Uh, this team was pretty much the runner-up last year. They had a great season under Matt Rule. They went to the Sugar Bowl um, as the runner-up in the Big 12. Um, they, they had a dominant year. They finished like number five or six. Or, they finished in the top ten for the polls. Um, came, came up out of the woodwork. They just, they just beat every team in their opponent. They were on this big winning streak. And then, then they played Oklahoma the first time. And then that was just a mess. And they actually had a big lead on Oklahoma too. So it wasn't like this team was all facing bad teams. But, I mean, the Oklahoma game was pretty bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. But still, had a good year. Uh, played Oklahoma again in the Big 12 Championship. Came up a little bit short. Um, but still, great year for the Baylor Bears. Uh, and then this year, they start out at home against Kansas. And they travel to West Virginia. Then they have their first bye. And then they play OK State at home. Travel to Texas. Host TCU and then travel to both Iowa State and Texas Tech. Then the second bye and then they travel. No, then they host. <clears throat> excuse me. Then they host K State and then they travel to Oklahoma in the last week. Oh yikes! Oh and by the way, uh, for people who don't know, this season is starting on September 26th supposedly. So and it will last all the way until December 5th. So pretty much like the first week of December and then. The Big 12 Championship game would be played either uh, December 12th or December 19th, depending on schedules or, you know, depending on pretty much anything <laughs> or everything. So, um, yeah, back to Baylor. Um, I don't know how they're good they're going to be this year. The tricky thing is, is they lost their head coach. And Matt Rule was pretty much not like the most, like not the main reason, but one of the bigger reasons as to why they did so well this year. And I think that big loss is going to come back to bite them. And I think they're going to go, I'm sorry, but I, I really think they're going to go five and four. I mean, I don't, I don't think a lot of analysts or people involved like recruiting have them doing finishing that high either. It's just because, I mean, the losses on this team, I mean, they lost Mims to the draft. I mean, they still have, I think, um, oh, what's, the, what's their QB's name? Oh, it's like, we, is it Weaver? Um, I, I think they still have him. I don't know. But um, the amount of losses this team has had this offseason was astronomical. And I don't think they're going to overcome it, especially in this conference. That's kind of only looking pretty competitive this year. So I think they're going to go 5-4, and four, maybe 6-3. and three. Now let's go to Iowa State. Iowa State, they're always that 6-3. and three, Well, they're always that, like... Nine and three, eight and four range team. They just always have. I mean, they have Brock Purdy as their as their quarterback right now, who I think is going to be a junior this year. Yeah, this is going to be he's going. This is going to be his third season. Yeah, he's going to be a junior. Um, I mean, we're going to see. I mean, they're 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 always at the bottom of the top twenty five. They're always in that range. So, um, you know, we'll see. But they host no first game. They travel to TCU. Then they host Oklahoma and Texas Tech back-to-back. -back. Then the first bye. Then they travel to OK State. Then travel to Te Kansas, excuse me. And then host Baylor. Then the second bye. And then they host, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and they host K-State. And then they travel to Texas. And then they host West Virginia. Ooh. I, I mean, I think they're going to go 6-3 and three again this year. I, I mean, 
Oklahoma. I mean, they played kind of close last year in that Oklahoma game, but I really just don't think. I mean, and you know this conference, very, very high scoring. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to go 6-3. and three. I mean, I think they're going to lose to OK State, Oklahoma, and probably maybe K-State or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think 6-3 and three is a good bet for this team. Next team we're looking at on uh, this is probably going to be West Virginia. West Virginia, um, they were pretty much like one of the best teams, Will Greer, and then he left, and then now they're kind of scrambling for a QB. I know they got one last year. Oh, God. I Season for them. I think they finished like four and eight. Like it was, it was not a good year to be part of West Virginia in the Mountaineers. <laughs> so uh, West Virginia, they start out on the road against OK State. Then they host Baylor. Then they have their first bye. And then they host Kansas, travel to Texas Tech, host K State, travel to Texas. Then they travel. Then they host TCU. Then they have the second bye. And then they host Oklahoma. And then travel to Ohio. Not not Ohio. Ohio. Iowa State. Jesus, that's the that's the third time I've done this. This, this is Iowa State team. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> but West Virginia, I think they're gonna go three and six. I'm sorry, but I mean you. I mean you gotta end against Oklahoma and Iowa State. That's hard. I mean in that stretch you're playing Texas, K State. Uh, I mean those are two those are two losses right there. You start out at Oklahoma State. That's a loss right there. I can see you being Kansas, Texas Tech, and TCU. That's pretty much about it. So I think yeah, three and six. Sorry. It's, it's just hard schedule. Uh, and finally, we're playing, we're seeing Texas Tech. Uh, this, pretty much, Texas Tech, oh no, I think we have to, you know, I'm missing Texas, that's right. So Texas Tech, they're more of a basketball school. Let's be real. They're more of a basketball school. I mean, if you're being real, I don't really see them doing that well. Um, I mean, they got to host Texas first week. And then they travel to K-State. And then they travel to Iowa State. And then they have their first bye. And then they host West Virginia and Oklahoma. And then they travel to TCU. And then they host Baylor. Second bye. And then they travel to Oklahoma State. And then they host Kansas. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think 2-7. and seven, Near the bottom. I mean, I think it's even being Kansas in like an upset against, like I don't know, TCU on the road or something. I mean, I don't really know what the recruiting thing is what the recruiting schedule is like down in texas tech but in all honesty they're more of a basketball school and they proved that last year finishing i think in the i think either like near the top spot oh not the last year but the year before that they went to the national championship two years ago for basketball so i mean this this school is more of a basketball school in my opinion yeah three and six uh texas i don't know if i did i don't think i did texas yeah i did not i did not do texas yet university of texas austin the Longhorns. I got a friend that goes there. He's one of the, like their biggest fans, <laughs> obviously. But um, we're gonna see this team now. So University of Texas Austin. Um, they start out at Texas Tech, and then they host TCU, and then they tra travel to Oklahoma for the Cotton Bowl. Then their first bye, and then they host Baylor, travel to Oklahoma State, host West Virginia, second bye, travel to Kansas, host Iowa State, travel to K State. I see seven and two for this team. I don't think they're gonna beat Oklahoma because Oklahoma is just so dirty. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game, but I mean, Oklahoma is just so dirty. 
I mean, come on. You st- and they st- and they still Oh my god. Like like they're 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 just a dirty team. They're just dirty. Um and then I think like maybe like the Oklahoma State game as well. That could be a loss as well. So I think 7 and 2 is great for them. Um am I missing a team? Let me see. Did I do Kansas? I'm pretty sure I did Kansas. Did I do Kansas? I don't know. Well, I, I don't think I did Kansas, but University of Kansas. Um, did I do K-State as well? No, I did do K-State. Yeah, I did do K-State. Okay, Kansas. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm losing track. It's just like they're all like on the top, so I don't know. Okay, so Kansas, uh, they play. Ba- they go to Baylor first. Uh, then they host, excuse me, and then they host OK-State first by. And then they travel to West Virginia, travel to Kansas State, host Iowa State, travel to Oklahoma second by. Then they host Texas, host TCU, and travel to Texas Tech. I'm sorry, but they're a basketball school. They're one on one game, probably against Texas Tech. Maybe, maybe even against West. I mean, maybe even against TCU. I don't know. They're they're a basketball school. All right, I think that's what I hit. Did I hit every school? I think I hit every school. Yeah, I did Baylor. I did Iowa State, K State, Oklahoma, OK State, TCU. Yes, I did. So that is the Big Twelve. They start on September 26th, as I said. They trap. They go all the way into, up. Well, and this is supposed. This is if this if the season happens, and then they go all the way into until December fifth, and then their championship game is slated for either the twelfth or the nineteenth. So pretty much a week or two after the season, and you know, honestly, I can see if if we have a season, Oklahoma probably winning that. I mean, Oklahoma, they've always been dirty. They still have their head coach there. Um, God, oh my, I cannot believe I'm forgetting his name. He, they were, they, they were talking about him. Oh my God. What is his name? What is his, oh my God. I, um, I have to look this up. I have to look this up. Lincoln Riley. Oh my God. I cannot believe I forgot that. Yeah, of course. Lincoln Riley, they were talking about him going to Dallas for a head, for the head coaching job. And I thought he was best fit over there. I mean, this man is a QB coach. This man develops great QBs and turns them into pro stars. I mean, we've seen what happened with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, when he transferred over from Texas Tech to, uh, to Oklahoma, and now look what he's doing. Like this, this school is great. And if you're a if you're a quarterback, and they just got some top recruits, um, top QB recruits as well. So, do I see the, Do I see a bright light for this team? You betcha. Now, moving on to college basketball. This is pretty much, I think, going to be the last thing I'm going to talk about because uh, I'm just already so mad with this week. Um, so, the NCAA VP, which is Dan Gavitt, uh, he said on Wednesday that the NCAA is at, has all sorts of contingencies to ensure March Madness, pretty much saying that we are going to have a tournament. So, now since, every, now since college football is pretty much just out the window and forgotten about, people are like, Wait, what about college basketball? And I honestly think the bubble is a very good idea. We see how the success the success is working in the NBA with the bubble. Obviously, no positive tests since July 3rd. There's planning on having the postseason around the corner on Monday. Like, they're doing a good job. And there are also talks of college basketball is having an idea of the bubble. And they're going to probably enforce that for college basketball. And I 100% agree with that decision. I mean, when you look at the big scope of it, I mean, just just think, like, a bubble may actually work. Like, the non-conference bubble idea is pitched to at least 50 college basketball programs. And that's good. Like, you know, like, those tournaments that they have, like, the beginning of the season? Like, that would be, like, your non-conference, but just in the bubble. Like, or 
or if they even do have non-conference. This is all just an if, by the way. This is all just an if. But if they do have the bubble, I would. I like that. I like that idea. I like that idea. If they, if the college athletes want to have a season, they can do it because it's a lot easier than football. Because with football, you have to go to like an outdoor stadium or there's some indoors, but mostly outdoors. And we've obviously seen the success of the bubble. Like, it's not like it's just a horrible idea. We've seen how it works, and it's good for all my NBA fans out there. So it's not like it doesn't work, because it does work. So I, I have to say, I mean, if there's a college basketball season, the bubble may work. Evan Emmer even endorses the use of bubbles, saying that using the bubbles for the NCAA championships, including basketball, is perfectly viable. So it looks like college sports, for like the ones that are inside, which probably all the winter ones, are going to be in a bubble. And, I mean, at this point, if you're desperate for it, I am too. I think that's the best scenario. I think that's the best and safest way to have college sports for all the winter sports. Now, we're going to end on, unfortunately, a sad note um, because there is an article that was posted literally today, like about three hours ago. And it's such a shame that this is being, I mean, that this is happening. Um but gymnastics, you know, women's gym, like, just, just gymnastics. I mean, it's obviously a women-dominated sport, but um, gymnastics. There was an article on ESPN today, and they are highlighting the racist behavior that happens in, 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 <clears throat> excuse me, in NCAA gymnastics. And it's such a shame that this is actually happening because we've seen multiple reports of, you know, just racism from multiple schools and like it's such a shame that this is happening and this was this story um is on espn it was reported and written by david hale darcy main and alex scarborough um from espn um it's it's just such a shame like the assistant coach would make a racist joke asking a group of black girls like what is this in the back of the like like, what is this? That, like, they're going to the back of the bus because, you know, you know, the whole boycott, you know, coloreds would sit in the back. And then the white people was in the front back in the 1920s and 30s and stuff like that. And then allowing, asking for gymnasts to say the N-word. And it's just so ridiculous. Like, this is 2020. Like, this, the fact that this is still happening, like, for just all college sports, it's such a shame. It really is such a shame. And, like, and this is not even just at, like, one program. I mean... This was a this was a tweet from um, from a gymnast at her name was Tia Kiaku. On Twitter, her Twitter handle is Tia underscore Kiaku three three, and that's K I A K U. And she posted this June twentieth, so about a couple months ago, about about the racist jokes and asking a, a group of black girls what is this the back of the bus, and then allowing gymnasts to say the N word like that. That's just like and this was at the University of Alabama, and it's just so sad that this is actually happening under the rug and no one really wants to talk about it. And it's just, it's just, it is such a shame that these young girls who are just trying to, you know, have their voices heard are still going through this today. And this is not even just her. Like there are multiple reports of this, like other, other gymnasts from like Florida, Auburn and UCLA, UCLA, a a prime school. We saw with, um, Caitlin over there. It's just a shame. Um, I mean, 
it I mean the black uh, there's a black gymnast from Penn State her name is Aaron Allen and she said it perfectly she said we're a small group and it's a predominantly white sport I mean it is it's like water polo I mean I must I was part of water polo and it's a very small group of people and it's predominantly white I mean you mostly see white athletes white males in sport and men's water polo and it's just a shame it is such a shame that this is still happening to people and there are um and this is not even just like those like for, there are more than 30 people ESPN has interviewed within these past two months about what's going on with with gymnastics and these this kind of like under the rug racism that no one really wants to talk about on the bigger surface but now it's getting out there because of what is happening this year with the unfortunate happenings of this year I should say um so I think that is going to be it for me for this one. I know I promised that I was going to have um, some kind of, you know, water polo stuff. That All that's being pushed to next week. Everything is being pushed to next week just because of the absolute insanity of this week. I mean, you, you saw it this week. I had to push everything back. I'm just pushing every back, everything back a week. Um, tune in in a couple weeks. I'm going to have an interview with a college athlete and talk about what, what she, what he or she is going through. And yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode of college kid talking college sports. I'm your host, Korea pounds, and I'll see you guys next week. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, just a quick update. I am in Pullman, but I'm going back to uh, my home. Uh, because of just me not having a job right now here and an agreement that I had with my parents before I left uh, that if I couldn't find a job or, you know, if there, if I lost my job, then I have to go back. So uh, I'll keep you all in the loop. Uh, but for right now, I'm in Pullman. Um, just if you guys have any questions or anything you want me to talk about, let me know. If you have any people you want me to get in contact with for a future episode, also let me know at my Instagram at collegekid underscore college sports um, where you can find me and everything you need about me. Uh, But yeah, this has been College Kid Talking College Sports. I'm your host, Korea Pounds, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.